0: Online and on your mobile, from the UK to the world, this is Diverse FM.
1: Hello and welcome. You're listening to Robin and Friends, a podcast featuring highlights from some of our best shows on Diverse FM. It may contain some cheeky chats too, so enjoy. Hello, welcome to the podcast.
0: I'm Robin of Robin the Friends. In this episode, we're gonna talk about news. Um, you might have known that I was studying in uh, journalism courses, which means I work with um, a lot, another classmates, other, lots of classmates, to be honest. And we work on the news stories. Um, we go out, we find stories, we record or we film, or write stuff every single week. That's part of our course. And I'm proud of being a student journalist. And I, to be honest, I think um, being a part of you know the the process of producing the news is really I think it's really cool. So um, so th- in this episode, we're going to talk about the news and people's life. We're going to just focusing on student journalists. We're going to focusing on more generally about how important that people should consume news. Um, It's quite interesting that uh, uh, I've got an example to tell you a little bit later, but it's quite interesting that some people are not really consuming news at all. Is that a right thing, though? Do you think everyone should consume the news, or listen, read, or watch whatsoever? Do get in touch with the show. If you want to, feel free to let me know what you think. You can find us on, uh, on Twitter, at dev on there. On Weibo, at DevSfM. You can also email us anytime. Um, devistifam at foxmail.com you can find much, much more on our website as well and you can listen back to the first season of the podcast or other part of our show um, and the conversation we had back in the, um, back in China in 2018 2019 these are all on our website devistifam.weebly which is w-e-e-b-l-y dot com rubbing
1: and friends
0: in this episode we're joined by our friend Sarah Pasino uh, from Italy uh, hello Sarah thank you so much for joining us again
1: hello thank you for having me and it's
0: lovely to have how you how are back. you I'm alright thank you so much Sarah lovely. Lovely to have you back on the um on the podcast. Yeah. It's really great. Um, so because you are studying uh, journalist courses with me, we are classmates. We're doing the similar things yes. every week. So It's quite we interesting are. to hear your perspective on this one, though. Um, do you think it's quite important for people? I mean, general, generally, all the people to consume mm-hmm. news regularly.
1: Um, I think it is. Of course, I am being biased here because, as you were saying, you know, we're studying journalism, <laughs> so you know, consuming news is such a big part of our lives. And of course, as journalists, we would love for people to you know, consume news, because that's our job. Um, so yes, of course, um, I think it's important. But you know, um, just let's not think about the fact that I'm studying journalism. I've always thought that, you know, being informed and keeping up with what is happening, it's just essential. Um Especially, you know, I think it's part of the whole theme of being educated. So, you receiving an education and knowing what's happening. It's really important because if you don't know what's happening and if you don't know things, it's really easy for people to, uh, you know, control you. Um, in fact, you know, in many, um, you know, countries where there are dictatorships or where people, you know, um, where there are as well loads of uneducated people, um, what the, you know, dictators want to do is that they want the people to remain uneducated because this way they will be able to control them because people don't know what's happening, people don't really know, you know, how things are going, and so it's so easy for people to control them and to, you know, decide for their lives. This is why I think education is, you know, the main means of emancipation, of, you know, of, and of freedom as well. Mm. And 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 that's why I think it's it's very important.
0: Yeah, I mentioned earlier. I think there's an ex- example I want to give you. It's actually yeah. my um a flatmate who, um is from uh, from Greece and studying international yeah. relationships. Uh, re- international relations um between countries, okay. that kind of thing. Politics. Uh-huh. And he told me that he never listens or reads, um the news. He said he, he? never never listens to the um, to the radio. He never watches TV programs, Maybe news programs. And I ask him why, and he says they're all fake.
1: (laughs) Oh, oh wow. Well, I know that a lot of people, you know, and we talked about in the course about you know this topic too. um, People are losing trust in journalists and in you know media organisation in general, as they're losing trust in politics too. Um, And to be fair, you know, fake news is a very big part of. Today society and of today's media um, discourse um, you know we're talking about that a lot on the calls and fake news or misinformation um, it's it's very dangerous um, it's very dangerous I don't know if you if it happens to you too but you know Facebook sometimes you see so many articles which are so misleading and so false you know especially now with the whole coronavirus situation you know um, journalists love to you know Write these very sensational headlines, uh, which sometimes can be very misleading. And people, you know, let's say common people, like the general public, they just retweet it or like share it without even like reading the article. And they're and they're spreading misinformation. They're spreading false information. And and that is, you know, it's a very dangerous thing to do Mm. because you know, as as journalists, we want to provide accurate and you know truthful information to the public. I Mm. think that's our aim our objective but it's different from
0: like talking about the self-media usually we call it like yeah. they, the private media and in and, and and i mean the traditional media like radio tv um mm-hmm. the reason i put an example here is we want to show our listeners of course that there are people who maybe not intentionally but at least resisting listening or reading or watching any kind of regular yeah. news bulletin services and especially given the situation he's learning international relations, I, I do feel like it's a bit hard if he wants to get more yeah. information about what's happening in the world and mm. su- to supply his courses and his knowledge about international relations yeah. and then he doesn't really watch and read any news. And
1: to be yeah. honest, I
0: think news gives us um, a lot of chance to, to reflect on the things happening. Maybe they are not always sure. precisely true, but maybe because mm. of the time, because of the scale of the, the story that we had at, at that certain time, um, but at least it gives the people a, a chance to, to think what's happening in different parts of the world, and to discuss some of the impossibilities. Uh, this news is not just about wars, about conflicts. It could be about could be talking about you know education, environment, yeah. or you know, financial, the kind of economy. Um, yeah, so I think that really gives us. Gives people are a platform to think. That's what I'm saying. Ooh, yeah. Do
1: you agree with me on that, though? Absolutely. Like a hundred percent. I think, as you were saying, you know, news really give people a chance to think. As you were saying, and, um, and I remember, you know, one of our lecturers, who's she's called Jenna. Um, she once said that you know, our job as journalists is not to tell people what to think, but to give people something to think about you know, and you know, it's not our job to tell them this is right and this is wrong, but it's our job to tell them this is happening, and I think, as you were saying, it's important that people know what's happening, and know that there's something that they should think about, um, as you were saying, it's not just wars, but it's also, you know, environment and um, education, and their rights too, you know, um, let's think about, you know, workers, for example, if they know, uh, you know, they, let's say that they um, they're watching TV and they see a TV report about someone striking and they see, oh, they're striking because, you know, um, they're, they're receiving a very low wage and I'm receiving a very low wage too. So this is something that I'm interested in, you know, because news are about people and about people's lives and they affect everybody else, you know. Um, this is why I think it's important to, to keep up with what's happening and to consume the news. I do understand yep. that sometimes it's difficult because there's so much going on, you know, um, like different articles and so many TV reports or radio reports. I know sometimes it can be very overwhelming for people. But um, at least, you know, watching TV or listening to the radio, you know, having that routine at night, I think it's important.
0: Mm. And there's a lot of ways for people to do that. Actually, it's not the old-time mm. thing that people need to get say, a newspaper, sitting somewhere yeah. or sending somewhere to to read. You can also yeah. get the news from your mobile phone app, or you listen to radio yeah. bulletins, or watch TV when you are boring. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's kind of different types of ways for people to consume news. But one thing that I think will have been I have been discussing on another radio show with my friends is about the the role that media has been playing uh, I, for for example, um, you know the coronavirus thing is quite a huge thing uh, recently on sure. on the news on lots of headlines. Some people uh, keep saying, you know, for radio shows if they are discussing about coronavirus, uh, for example, on LBC they take calls from people. People, some people just calling and say, I can't find any toilet rolls. I mean, <laughs> which doesn't kill coronavirus, but they love it. And some people are calling and say. I think it's not necessary for us to do anything. You know that kind of debate on going on there? Yeah. And for, for a station like LBC, like talk radio, it's basically the the speech station where people just contribute with their own ideas. Some exactly. people are saying, you know, the media, um, you know, featuring news, featuring content, all the stuff like radio are causing panic and mm. possibly it's, it's 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 kind of like the ways they're making money because after all it's business. Um what would yeah. I to say, do you believe that it's kind of like panic causing reasons there?
1: well it depends i think that in many occasions it is it is causing a lot of panic especially in the beginning it was like that so they were like oh a hundred people died you know really giving these sensational headlines because you know people will click on that article if it's you know very sensational and dramatic and they will earn money if people click on the article that's how it works you know especially right now where everything is online and, you know, there are SEO and, you know, all of that, Uh, journalists and some media organisation want people to click on their article and they will do anything to get people clicking. Um, And I think that this is very dangerous because, as you were saying, it spreads panic and panic is not good. Uh, We were talking about that on, on another episode, you know, about coronavirus. Panic is not good. And I think, as journalists... We have a responsibility towards the audience. We don't want them to go crazy. We want to inform them. Uh, but this is very, you know, it depends on the journalists themselves and on the media organisation and what their guidelines and their, you know, ethic is. So I think, for example, the BBC is trying to be more kind of balanced and avoiding, you know, these sensational headlines. Um, so. But at the same time, there are, you know, newspapers or news organisations that do tend to spread panic. And I understand that some people Mm. are a bit reluctant to consume news because of that. I do understand that, you know, as we were saying with fake news, people are losing um, trust towards um, journalism or media in general. Mm. But I think that at the same time, there are journalists who are doing a very good job. In
0: informing the public. Yeah, it's it's slightly uh, sli- slipping away a little bit. Um, not your fault. It's mm. my fault. But because we're talking about yeah, the media, no, no, cause, no. you know, the media is there, and some people saying we don't trust media anymore, and some people say yeah. media is causing panic. But the news is there, and and yeah. and the news is going. I I don't think news is going to take some personal attitudes. Generally, I don't think because news is just oh, news. No. It's news; is a fact whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but the reason why I mentioned the media outlets is that you know news is gonna just come out like randomly, or independently. It has to come out through the way, uh, like from yeah. a certain media outlet, like radio, television. In that po- sure. process, when the outlets or media. The companies, when they're reporting the news, they might be doing some, you know, editing or um, inserting some personal feelings or emotions into that process. So I think that's one of the reasons why some people are, like, for, for example, like my friends who reject rejecting watching, reading all the news because they think that's not the original news anymore. But after mm. all, I still think that reading, watching, listening to them is quite important. And just let's move on to a slightly different age group for younger people, especially yeah. young people like. Mm younger than us <laughs> teenagers yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, is it important for them to to listen read and watch the news
1: I know that kind of attracting their age group for a news organisation is really hard yeah because they don't want like a 13 or 14 years old they would not watch the BBC or Channel 4 or maybe Channel 4 is more kind of young um, they don't want to watch Love Island <laughs> yeah exactly they would they want to watch that but at the same time, right now, I think that the younger generation is really, uh, especially when it comes to the environment, they're really getting involved. And I think that they do want to know stuff. I generally think that the majority of them does want to be informed. The point is that they don't like the way, um, you know, the media is being portrayed. Um, so what I think news organisations should do is that they should kind of have a more interactive um, way of informing people um, using social media would be a very good way to do that um, because that's what young people use. You know, they I'm sure that they do want to have their news on their phones because that's what they you know look at all day, yeah. isn't it?
0: They live on the mobile phones, and, do they?
1: <laughs> exactly. And actually, something really interesting that's happening in Italy. I'm sure it's happening all over the world. Mm. Um, it's basically a news organization based on Instagram, so they only have a profile in Instagram, and they deliver, like, news daily on Instagram, and I think that's so good for young people, because that's, they, they do use that, you know, platform a lot, and if they, like, you know, they're just watching Instagram, and they're watching their stories, and they see, you know, what's happening, I think it's really good, it's a good way to reach out to them, and and I think that's that's really, f- and as well, um, I think, as we were talking saying before, um, young people tend to be really interested in the environment so maybe you, know, you could shape the news that you give you know, focused on the environment or on you know, technology as well because they're very you know, tech literate, like probably better than me. Right. Um, so you know I think to attract that younger audience you need to use the right um, medium uh, and I think that social media is the best and you need to kind of as well talk about topics that they will be interested in because while well, they're very young to be interested, I think, in the war that's happening in Syria or, you know, in financial issues, I think they would find that a bit boring. But I think they're very interested you know, in the environment and in the human rights, you know, all of that. So you could shape the news that you give to them to kind of attract them.
0: Yeah, it's just finally about this point because I I bet you have heard um, newsbeat. That's a radio program. It's a news program yeah. on Radio One, um, and mm-hmm. some and there is a um, uh, TV program called Newsround on I think it's on yeah. CBBC. Mm. Um, they are the they are the programs that are designed to younger audience, especially the teenagers or the young adults. Um, do you think that will work though? Because these are all the traditional media, and, yeah. and as you mentioned, that young people more consume well if they consume news they're possibly more likely just consume news from social media rather than all this serious stuff do you think that will work?
1: I don't know I don't think I have an answer to this I think Mm. it's a good way that they're trying uh, because of course you know as a news organisation you want people to watch or listen to you Um, so of course you need to try to um, uh, you know uh, attract that younger audience but Um, at the same time as you were saying I think people will really focus like young people uh, on social media a good way could be to have a social media account to attract them the audience to TV or radio do you know what I mean Mm. I think if you just focus your program on TV or or radio you know on traditional media that won't work you need to integrate that with a lot of social media stuff that's my point of view I think to it, attract a younger audience. Yes, I think
0: the future could be, what well, personal personal opinion. If you're listening yeah. to Radio One, boss, um, I'm the one you're looking for. Uh, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but possibly mm-hmm. the future could be the the um, general generally the news is gonna be on social media more, and mm-hmm. that's the main way to attract younger listeners. And and the news is if the serious news yeah. serious stuff is not gonna um be on the television, radio, and newspaper, this is gonna be for um, I think it's a quite important source for I mean the middle age per uh, middle aged people. And the radio, yeah. in my personal view, is gonna be the um, the best source to attract older listeners because they listen to radio Mm. much more to other that's true
1: that's very true but something that could work could be podcasts yeah because young people love podcasts actually so you know I think it's always um, a matter of trying to find out what medium works best for your age yes. so as you were saying in the older people they you know they love radio so okay let's do some program for them on the radio but young people love podcasts so let's record some podcasts I think um, what news organizations should do is that they should find the right medium for the right people
0: mm-hmm. I just think. finally Sarah this is going to be a very yeah. cheeky question given Ooh, the, uh, the tone I love have love that um, <laughs> how often do you consume news and in what way do you do oh. that
1: I consume news every day, literally every day. Um so usually when I wake up Mm. I listen to uh Radio 4. I love Radio 4. Um or LBC news generally. Um and then of course so I come from Italy, so I consume news from the Italian broadcast media. It's called Rai, which is you know the main uh, it's kind of the BBC. Mm -hmm. Um and I also listen to a Spanish. A radio program because I love Spanish, mm. <laughs> so I listen to that too. I think it's really good for me to like have news from different countries. Um, so, really, in the morning, I love radio. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts, especially the Global News podcast. Mm. I love that, and then TV. So TV that would be you know BBC um, at six, and then of course you know the Italian version of that. Um, reading newspapers, I don't read newspapers that often. Uh, I tend to read, you know, the local Cardiff newspaper to find news. <laughs> uh, but, um, but lately I have been really interested in business and finance, so I read. Yeah. The Financial Times, and I find it very, very interesting.
0: Yeah, it's really great. Since I, I spend lots of time, as you may have guessed, and you know, listen to the radio, and that's sure. the main source for me. <laughs> um, and apart from mm-hmm. that, I do watch some of the local TV programs online. And, okay. Well, just just like randomly, because I don't really have that time every day, just like yeah, before I have I time in the weekend. Uh, newspaper, I don't really read newspaper that mm. often. I, I do read because that's part of my radio show somewhere else. like so yeah. I do read newspaper as part of my show. But apart from that, I don't read uh, very often, which means if they mm-hmm. don't have a radio mm-hmm. show that day, I won't possibly read the newspaper. Yeah, um, I know. But I do same. follow the news on the app. So I think app still, just oh, yeah. after all after all this discussion tonight, I think still <laughs> we're talking about apps much more. Yeah,
1: Cause yeah, if, yeah definitely. Even listen
0: to the radio, I, I think for especially for younger, younger generations don't have a radio set. They listen to the radio on yeah. the on the app, on the mobile phone, which is still yeah. like using mobile phone on the internet, isn't it? That kind of form. Right, I um, yeah. really enjoyed chatting to you, Sarah. Thank you it so much. It was lovely much. to talk to you. Well, thank <laughs> you for
1: having me. It was absolutely brilliant.
0: Lovely. Love thank it. you so much, Sarah. I'll possibly get you back into the podcast in the next season if I have time. It I would be amazing. I do want to have yeah. you next um, next time in the show. Thank you so much, Sarah.
1: Thank you. Bye.
0: This is a podcast from Diverse FM. That's Sarah, on the line, talking about um, the consuming news because uh, we started uh, this episode talking about whether it is important to consuming news for people, and but we end up on um, some of the different types of ways to consume news for different people. So I think it's one one of the things that some people are ignoring in their daily life. I studied English as my major back in undergraduate, but some of my friends um, who studied English as well with me, they don't listen to radio at all. I mean, it's not compulsory for them to listen to the English radio or the news or, or so ever. But if it's not the case, like given the situation that learning and knowing the situation around the world helps people to get a different sight, different um, general idea of the whole world, what's happening and the relations between different countries whatsoever. So I think that's quite important still for people, especially college students, university students and higher education students to spend more time with the news and that will help them to become equipped and more prepared for the future challenges that's my personal view I hope you enjoy that right if you want to join the conversation join the debate feel free to do so you can email me anytime diverse.fm at foxmail.com thank you so much for listening until then bye bye
1: thanks for listening to find out more check out our website diversefm.weebly.com or email diverse.fm at foxmail.com until next time.
0: This is Diverse FM.